Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Sheila Ferrer Gemma. I think I may have said Very that good. wrong. Yeah, no, you did Many people do, which is why we call you Sheila FG. <laughs> Sheila, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your website is connectedsponsors.com. You've uh, owned uh, several businesses. Uh, you've uh, had uh, at least one of them um, do quite well, uh, but you've worked with a lot of events uh, and you have helped them kind of bring together, well, the folks that are going to help pay to put on the event, right? right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so excited to have this conversation because guess what? Uh, you know, we, we we believe that we're kind of on the tail end of the, the whole COVID thing and we want to get back to regular in-person events. And uh, so uh, thank you so much, Sheila, for joining us. No, thanks, Josh. I'm really happy to be here. This is going to be great. Yeah. So, um, you know, to kind of begin with, um, you know, in terms of the opportunity, talk about uh, why events are a great place for brands to get great visibility. Why does it make sense for brands to participate with uh, online or in-person events? Yeah. So the, the, the big benefit is if, you know, if brands are looking to grow, which brands always are, even if they're huge brands, they're still looking to grow and get more exposure. Um, if you find the right event, so I'm always looking to kind of curate events with sponsors and with the audience that are there and the host. It's kind of like this Venn diagram of once it comes together, it works perfectly. So sponsors are usually there looking to bring in more, more clients, um, get more exposure to their demographic and to their market. Um, obviously the people at the events are looking for some sort of transformation regardless of what the event is. They're coming there for a reason. They have a problem that needs to be solved. They have something that they're trying to learn. Um, so by bringing in sponsors and curating the right sponsors for those event goers, and this can be any platforms so of podcasts, emails, newsletters, whatever, um, you're, you're just curating the, um, a way for them to get that transformation and have success because you're, se you're setting them up with the resources they need as well. And then in addition to just bringing value to both of these groups, you can also monetize it. So it's, it's kind of like a win-win-win, which is very cliche, I know, but it really, it works, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sheila, talk about maybe some of the events that, that you've worked with. I know uh, you said Kim Garst is out. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it was so funny because when I was getting ready for this interview, I searched my email for your email and found one from like 2017. So we had a conversation <laughs> that I don't even remember. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, her event was Boom Social. So it was a social media event and we brought yeah. in, um, oh, I don't know. I think we had like eight or 10 sponsors at that event and we brought in the chemo keynote speaker um, it was a great event down in um, in Orlando, 
But the people that we brought into the event again were, you know, Kim is on stage and she's teaching uh, people how to leverage social media in their businesses, yeah. how to bring in more leads, all this kind of stuff. And um, the people who were sponsoring that were, um, you know, again, resources for the people in the room. So, you know, my whole thing is to kind of curate that whole experience so that everyone's benefiting and everyone's winning from it. And it just it makes it so much easier when you come at it from that point of view versus, you know, how could I get American Express or Coca-Cola to sponsor my event? Mm. The first question is, why would they want to sponsor your event? It may not be a fit, you know, so... Yeah. So, well, let's talk about it from the, um, let's say you want to put on, and by the way, does this principle work for online events as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It it really works for anything. It's like when you are gathering um, a group of people on whatever platform um, that are coming to you because they're looking for, you know, some sort of information, some sort of transformation, um, something that, that they are lacking that they're trying to receive. Um, Yeah. If you can bring them resources as well to help them get there, it's going to work for any, any platform really. Yeah. And okay. Well, so I want to know, uh, is, uh, how, uh, how do you find, uh, how do you find those sponsors? Yep, absolutely. So you kind of, again, you've started with the end in mind. Um, the first thing I'll do when I'm working with an event owner is, um, sit them down and really kind of get a feel for what the avatar is that they're bringing to the event. So once they're clear on that, and sometimes event owners aren't hundred percent clear on that either. And it takes a little bit of coaching and drawing it out. But once that becomes clear, once we know what it is that um, th- what's been thought, what are the resources that they need? Um, I have this exercise that I go through and I actually have it in a, a little thing for your, your audience as well to go through. Um, but it's uh, it's called Follow Your Checkbook. Way back when, when I started as an entrepreneur years ago, I started a business doing remanufactured toner cartridges and I joined BNI. And one of the things in BNI was we used to have visitor days and BNI's Business Network International if people don't know what it is, it's kind of a networking group where you have one per profession and they pass uh, referrals to each other. And it's, it's just a great organization. But one of the things they have is um, they do visitor days to try and grow their membership. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they thought was, was follow your checkbook when you're trying to find visitors to bring in. So who yeah. are you paying on a monthly basis? So if you're teaching what you do, you're using resources already in your business that you may not even remember. It's just like it's something on an automatic debit. It's just something you use every day that you don't think of, like Gmail. Um, but it's um, something that you're using every day and just kind of going back and looking at that and bringing those um, resources in for your students to use as well. So that's a great way to kind of get started with it. Yeah. Um, what is, um, like when we think about, um, you know, what a brand is looking for, uh, you know, look, I think one thing that you could very easily do is, you know, just set aside an hour and just, just brain dump, you know, yeah. all the brands, just start researching, building a list, get it going, then maybe give it to a, you know, researcher on your team to say, Hey, here's what I've got so far. Help me flesh this list out. Help me find some, uh, well, you know, the next question is, okay, now we have a list of brands. Yeah. Uh, let's say that American Express is on that. Uh, right. list. Yeah. Who do we contact there? That's a big organization. That is a big organization. Yeah, you're probably looking for somebody in, they, they may have an events department, they may have a sponsorship department. Um, you're probably looking for somebody in kind of the marketing arm of the company. Um, just, you know, some of the things I'll do is um, 
I'll look at where else they've sponsored. I'll try and attend where they've sponsored, if that's a possibility, and talk to the booth workers there. Um, I'll just go through my uh, resource of referrals and say, has, you know, have any of you guys worked with American Express before? Who have you worked with? Mm. Get in touch with that person. And just sometimes it's, it's a case of you need to talk to two or three people to get to the right person. And it may, you know, depending on the event, they are so big, it may not be the right, but like the person that um, you get referred to may not be the right person for your type of event. But, you know, you just kind of have to go down that rabbit hole a little bit. And and it does take a little bit of legwork to get there, but it's it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, again, just, you know, on the marketing side, you're sending out inquiries. Um how can in our communication, like what's a what's a good way to stand out? Because um, I would imagine that they get hit up a lot. And so how can I engage maybe at a more personal level or engage in a way that it's not just going to hit the spam folder or they're just going to like dismiss it quickly? Like how can I get their attention? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is keep it very brief. Um, try and, and have some research beforehand. Try and know what their goals are for the year, what they're trying to achieve. Um, and then just ke- kind of keep it brief, just say, I'd love to chat with you about this. We have this going on. I think it would fit into your goals of, you know, growing by a hundred thousand, whatever, if you have any of that information. Um, and I always, uh, aim to get on a phone call with them straight away if I can, rather than going back and forth in email, because a lot gets lost in translation. The mistake I see is that people send out this like very long email, um, with like a prospectus and all this kind of stuff. And they don't even know what the, the goal of the other person is yet. So keep a brief, just try and build curiosity, um, get on that first call or have an email exchange. And, and then you can kind of give all the details later. The details aren't going to matter until you know what it is that they need. Yeah. Um, is there in terms of like assets or like, you know, do we, what is it, what does that communication look like? Is it, do we keep it short and personal and just try and um, push for a meeting or do we just go ahead and send them the one sheet or, or what would you recommend? Yeah, I like to keep it short and personal. Um, you know, I can, you can send all the information afterwards. What I don't like about sending information up front is it's very easy for them to say no without you having a chance to either find out why or, you know, to try and overcome any objections that they may have. Because they, as they're reading this, they're having their own perception of it, which may not be correct. So I always like to try and get that um, conversation first. And, you know, it's a long game as well. You're looking for um, sponsors. You're probably going to bring them in over and over and over again. So it really is that relationship building of, you know, what is it? What are goals of your company? What are you looking to achieve? What's a good audience for you? What's a bad audience for you? Because I don't want to waste your time with a bad audience. Um, you know, and once I find, once you can kind of dial in what that ideal thing is, I'll keep notes on it. And then when I come back to them, it's like, Hey, Josh, I just found this. Um, you had told me that you wanted X, Y, and Z. Um, I think this is going to fit. And this is why I think this is going to be good for your company. So if mm. you become more of a consultant for the sponsor. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I like, that. Just, I like yeah. that energy. Yeah. yeah. So don't think of yourself as just like a salesperson trying to convince them, but it's like, you know, coming in from a consultative role, listen, in your role, this, you have this responsibility. How can I help? Um, right. I can tell you about what we're doing. Let's figure out if this is a fit for you. Yep. Um, but hopefully I can help um, make your job easier. So that's the approach I take um, when I reach out to media. I don't treat them like I need to convince them of a story. I'm like, hey, how can I help give bring a lot of value to your audience? Um, here's what I can teach on. Would this be a fit for you? And, and you know what? 
Like it just, it's like when you treat the other person like a human and it's just like, hey, we're both engaged, you know, we're both trying to solve problems right here. Um, here's how I can help. Like, I just think that's so refreshing. It really is. Yeah. And when you speak in media as well, um, I used to have a company called Foreclosures Mass and we aggregated foreclosure data. This is back in, um, you know, we started in 2003, right up to through 2008. Um, we aggregated foreclosure data that we then had a membership site that people came on, got the data that were real estate investors. But what we used to do for the media is we sent out, it was probably the most boring um, press uh-huh. release, but we sent it out every Friday morning. It was town by town. There's 351 towns in Massachusetts. It was county by county. You know, in the town of Millers, foreclosures were up by three percent this week and you know it it was like very very boring but we got a ton of media out of it because we became the resource for all of that information Mm. so when they wanted to um you know when they wanted to run something on the news or run something in the paper um about a specific thing they call us up and we get interviewed based on just all of that data which is incredible and it was like it it was the most boring press release ever it was like Mm. boring to read but it, it worked you know so just try and always kind of come from the point of view of what can I do to serve them versus yeah. what can I do to serve yes. me, you know? And if you're solving a problem for them, then mm-hmm. they're going to ask you to solve other problems that you may not even be able to, but now you're kind of in, you know, it's 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 all relationship building. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we know how to price um, sponsorships for our events? Um, it's... It, it's hard to, it, it's not hard. It's, it's, um, it's whatever the value is for the, for the person. So it's, it's hard to just kind of generalize that, you know, a 200 person event should be blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, um, it's, you want to make sure that the sponsor is going to achieve an ROI that they're, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, if they get like 10 new customers or hundred new customers or a thousand new customers, whatever it is that they're going to achieve an ROI very quickly from the event. So the event ends up not being a paid thing. It ends up being something that they're just making money on. Like if you think in terms of like Facebook ads, you know, you pay 30,000 a month for Facebook ads to make 50,000. That's mm-hmm. a no brainer. How often are you going to yeah. do that? You know, you're netting 20,000 every month. Um, it's the same thing with sponsors. So you, again, that goes to the relationship of understanding what their product is, what their ROI is. And if you're going to put them in front of people where you can conceivably achieve that. Yeah. And that's what? more the honesty as well. Sometimes I'll have an event and I get that information from people. I'm like, you know, I, I don't think this is going to work for you. Maybe we should think of something else or maybe we should have the event owner become an affiliate and just do something mm. that way. Because by the time you pay for people to go to the event and sponsor and all the rest of it, if, you, if you're selling like a $10 a month membership, it's going to take a long time to, to find that return. Mm. Mm. Um. You know, and again, you've helped out with a number, uh, a, a, a lot of events. Like, um, and and you don't, I know you don't do that anymore. Um, and working individually with events, it's I, I can imagine it's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it is, <laughs> yeah, it is, and and there, there is a great need for it, but it is a lot of work. And you know, I'm hoping to by training other people to do what I do that, that I can just have a whole bunch of event heroes that I can be like, here's five people who can do this for you. Yeah, because it is a great job as well, you know? Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, beyond just, you know, maybe an entrepreneur that wants to put on an event. We we've got an event, um, that we will likely do probably a year from now, next, next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be the first one. Um, but, um, nice. well, actually, no, I've, I've done, uh, I've done several other events. Um, I didn't bother with sponsors, um, which I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I had actually, I shouldn't say that I, I had some, 
where they promoted we had similar audiences. They were a yep. big brand. I said, listen, yep. do me a favor, you know, promote it to your list. And then, you know, I'll give you, you know, you can have stage time and, you know, yep. we'll give you some placement, you know, yep. in and around the event. And that was a great win-win. That, that yeah, was, yeah, exactly. That and was, that sponsorship as well. Sometimes money isn't exchanging hands. Sometimes it's something right. like that, where it's a joint venture between the two of you. Like as long as both of you are getting something out of it and getting your needs met, it's great, mm. you know? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, that was uh, Fame and Profit Lab. I did that twice, uh, awesome. and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, you know there are a lot of moving pieces. There are <laughs> a yeah. lot, lot, it's a to lot. It. <laughs> and uh, you know I kept it pretty simple. Uh, you know, we had, it was about a uh, about a hundred people, and um, but uh, yeah, I probably should have done more to make some more money with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was a great that's a great audience they're all you know business owners most yep. of our podcasters um yep. you know that's an audience that that uh sponsors probably would like to get in front of exactly and so, yeah and it's great for your audience as well because you're bringing them together they're networking you're deepening yeah. your relationship with them you're bringing them value you know like and you know like entrepreneurs we need somewhere to go we need to we need to find friends and and be yeah. in those kind of environments where we can talk to people who get us. So it's, it's important for us as well to be able to get out to events like that. So, yeah, Sheila, your website again is connected sponsors.com and yep. you can get a one pager. It says how to quickly find sponsors for your event, virtually unknown secrets to get companies to sponsor your events and pay you lots of money. <laughs> uh, that's again, at connected sponsors.com and anything else that you'd recommend or like um, in terms of like, well, what, what happens after they grab that one pager? Yeah, so they, they'll be on my email list. I send out emails frequently just kind of with what's going on, little life lessons, that type of stuff. Um, you know, if they want to get in touch with me, I'm certainly not so big that um, I won't respond to emails. So please do. I'm always interested to talk to people and get feedback and, you know, help them out as well. So definitely be, be a friend. Awesome. All right. Sheila FG. Thank you so <laughs> much for this. Uh, again, your website, connectedsponsors.com. Thank you, Sheila. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? 
tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.